Hey. Hobbling around here and some stuff from Jess's closet. Jess's closet. Some of her, some Polly pocket shoes. They're very cute though. Very stylish. I was looking at them as I was bringing them in because Rach um, is going to take them, I assume. Yeah. I mean. She wanted to give them a try. Give them a, a go around. Oh yeah. I, I, I but 10 out of 10. They yeah. look great. Yeah. I mean, in 2022, forget function. Just go with fashion. I would <laughs> I would say that was me last year. I'm trying to tighten yeah. up. Mm-hmm. No. So I, I love this journey for you. But for me, I'm going function. Mm. What do they call that? What are they calling that now? It's um, it's a term, something closet. The, you, the minimalist closet? No, that it's, thing? it's something. It's, oh. it's like a functional. Your pieces are all of good quality, but you can Capsule. Mix, yeah, you can mix wardrobe. and match. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm full going that because I love to be a trendy bitch. Yeah. But sustainably, that will last you. Mm-hmm. I do feel like it's it's something I could dabble with in the future. But for now, Newly is the name of the game. Yeah. I just got, I'm going to Charleston in less than a week. Super stoked, but I am shooting a wedding there. And then who knows what kind of shenanigans we get in. So I ordered a bunch of dresses there. For the oh, wedding yeah. and for, you know, whatever. And 10 out of 10. Do they fit and everything? Everything's like perfect. That's so good. And it's so great because they'll give you honest reviews. I'm sorry, I'm ranting and raving about yeah. Italy, but um If only we were actually sponsored by some of these companies. Because I could really put my heart into it. Yeah. Anyways, 10 out of 10 recommend. Dresses were great, but they do give you honest reviews. Like real people will be like, size up, size down. And they'll give you pictures. And I find that to be so, so helpful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I haven't even gone on this website. It's fine. We try it. Yeah. Well, when you get around to it, I mean, I'm just swiping. I was saying We're to Jess, I'm like, there. getting off. So, I was in. I've been in this weird stage where I went off my birth control in December, and I got on this new med. So it's like certain things. I'm like, is it my hormones? Is it the antidepressant? Is it just what's going on here? What's going? On? Is it the ADHD? Nine times out of ten, it's the ADHD. Um, that's for sure. But certain things, I'm just like, Rachel, what did you calm say down. before we were recording? Am I a toxic bitch? <laughs> oh, yeah. Am I toxic? And I said, yeah, I guess in this case, is it am I toxic or am I just getting my period? Yeah. Or are my hom- hormones just really kicking in? Yeah. No. Girl, I I wouldn't say that. I said I said you have capabilities to be toxic. Which, try not to read into that too much, Jess, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I'm like, what example? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? No, we were talking about your thought process. I know. Am I (laughs) a bad person? Am I the villain? Am I the villain? Am (laughs) I the drama? Um, Rach, what have you been up to? We were, you've been hitting the yoga stew. You're back in the game. I'm back at yoga. Um, which is good. I go to Rogue Awakening. If you're Akron area, um, a girl I went to high school with, um, I used to work there and do some stuff for her. Um, but now I'm just going, practicing, and just trying to get my my the movement going, which feels good. the The temps are breaking, which means I'm back on running as well. Hey, we made it to daylight saving. Yeah, but I would argue. It's good to do all these exercises together because yoga really highlights a lot of my weaknesses in my body, which is like shoulders, mm. hips, and lower back. I'm just, I'm tight. I, yeah, I'm I would tight. think that many would argue that nobody knows how 
not flexible they are in their hips until they do yoga. Yeah. Because no other exercise is making you rip your hips wide yeah. the fuck open like yoga does. But yeah. um, it's it's a powerful thing. And yeah. I feel like that's what we were talking about before. But And I used to like avoid. So I was just saying to Jess that I'm doing vinyasa classes, which is traditional yoga. The other thing that this yoga studio is like specializes in is like power yoga. So it's like yoga meets a fitness class. So like there's weights involved, resistance bands, sliders. Um, it's really fun and I really like that. But as I'm trying to run more, um, I know that yoga is important because it's like I'm so, 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 so tight. But it's also like you have to be okay with not being good. And I'm trying to allow myself that, give myself the freedom to just be like, you know, when these people are getting in their pigeon, you just downward dog it, you know, three legged dog it if you really want. And that, I would I would say that that's a step in yoga. That yeah. A lot of people I was there, but mm-hmm. I I changed it to do what feels good. Yeah. And there's and I feel like there's a time in a place too that I can like power through a power yoga. And I'm like, wow. I was fucking in the zone. Yeah. And there's other times where I'm like, this does not feel good. I'm going yeah. to hit a modifier one time, one time. And I'm also going at seven in the morning. So it's like, yeah. it's part of this, just my body's not quite awake. But that's why I'm liking the heated classes because I feel like I get warm really quickly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're just, we're, we're fucking around. Fucking I around. love it. So. I love it. I was just um, talking to my coworkers, weird to say. I still work at um, the autism school but we were talking about yoga and i was talking about that some stretches can like heal trauma so like mm-hmm. hip openers and side stretches and different things yoga people you can let me know i don't know all of them but yeah. like and how different stretches provoke different emotions which i think is really cool though and that's what we were talking about too yeah you're being like i don't know well, about I don't that feel but anything. i would argue that the power classes you're taking if you those are the same ones that i was attending there's no time to be thinking no. and meditating. Which is why I like them because yeah. it's like you're not holding there's, positions. Mm-hmm. There's different classes. Yeah. I, I've taken yin classes and I've liked those, mm-hmm. which is like where you really sit in some hard poses and stuff. But it's weird because I got into yoga in COVID times. So like there aren't any corrections. Uh, like yoga teachers aren't giving corrections. Mine is back. Yeah. With the hands on assist and I've never been happier. Yeah. I feel when you're like- in child's pose and they come back and like push your hips back and they run your hand yeah. up your back and massage your neck. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to cream right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's don't, the touch I need. Don't mess the, around too the- much. <laughs> don't touch me again. Don't, co- don't double back on me because no. <laughs> Oh my gosh, uh, dude! This reminds don't me. wear any gray yoga pants. <laughs> no, I would. You can't catch me dead. <laughs> my vagina sweats oh. an unreal amount. I agree. I right, but hey, whatever. No shame in that game. I'm working out. I'm fueling the body. Okay, but you know what that reminds me of? It's because when the, when the instructor, <laughs> oh okay, when the instructor <laughs> will like double back or like hands on assist, I'm like she sees some potential in me. I take this so personal. Oh my god! But just also, you're the praise. You need a little bit of. I'm like she sees some. She knows I need it, or I'm giving off energy that I, you know, need that or something. And I always feel that way. But anyways, this reminds me of this conversation I had with Joe the other day, and we were talking about. We always talk about movies. We always talk about actors and actresses. Joe loves that, and we, I'm like, you know what, Joe? This is my toxic trait. And if I were an actress and I was in this you know, love scene, or I was doing a movie with any person I was attracted to, mm-hmm. 
I would think that I would fuck around and think that they actually like me. Like we would kiss and they'd be like, cut. I'd be like, you I know going. you were into that. I know there's something behind it. Yeah. I would think every co-star that I was having a romantic relationship with onset would I would have be to able to tell the difference. Offset. I would not I would not be able to tell the difference. I mean, any, no. I mean, is that get confusing? Can someone <laughs> help are me you, out? Are you help a famous out. actress listening to this podcast? <laughs> help me out, Hollywood yeah. stars. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I really believe that though. Like, there's no way we can just like f- we can make this like hot sex scene and make it really intimate. And be like, cut, and you guys just like put it here, pal. High five and keep it going. They like, can, what are you? St- I'm, you're probably still turned on from it. Like, what yeah. if it's half chubbed up? Go take care of him. <laughs> I I truly believe that though. Okay. How do you how do you manage that? I don't know. I don't have to. So yeah. Well, Luckily. <laughs> Luckily. Luckily. But yes. is that, does anyone else think that, or is it just me? Let me know. I mean, I definitely. Let me know like, I want them to be in love in real life for sure. Like when you see like different co-stars, you're like, are you like Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz? Yeah. 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 But also. Not so much that one because it's not like an intimate thing. Yeah. But like. But I mean, their photo shoot, you want them to be in love. In their interviews, you want them to be in love. Yeah. I mean, I lucked out because one of the biggest ships of all time is Jughead and Betty. From, oh. And they were together and they for were. Long. Yeah. Cole Sprouse. Cole Sprouse. That's someone who literally. Also, if like you tell me I'm co-star with someone I'm already attracted to. <laughs> game over. My ego would be so hurt though if they didn't want me to. If they weren't on the same agenda. Um yeah, Josh and I actually did. We did see the Batman movie actually. What were your what were your notes? What was your takeaway? Good, great casting. The my overarching question is why though? Like, why do we need to keep revisiting Batman? Like, I thought it was good, like Dark Knight was good, you know? The best. But I didn't, I didn't even see the Ben Affleck versions, except for in one of the... I don't think anyone did. No, we don't need to. But I'm just like... I'm also like, well, they drop you in the middle of a storyline, which is like, obviously, I know the storyline because I've seen Batman. But it's all, I'm just like... I was saying to Josh, I was like, what? Where do they want to go with this, though? Like, they just had Christian Bale do a so, whole thing. Yeah, so... This is my understanding of it because I agree. I'm like, how many times are you going to redo things? But like, so Joe's, quick together. Joe's like, it's just like a spoken rule within Hollywood where it's just like you can pick up any Batman you want to do and redo it any way you want at any point in time, and everyone's going to still love it. So, I I felt the same thing about Spider Man. I'm like, how many Spider Mans are done within the last ten mm-hmm. years? It's actually absurd. Yeah, and he's like. People just want the new or want. But it I feel like Spider Man. There was a point because well, they had like the they universe. had the Avengers. Yeah, like I was like, there's a point there, and technically with Ben Affleck, there was a point because they did the whole DC crew movies, right. the Justice League. But I'm still just like, where? I mean, sure. I mean, you do what you want, Hollywood people. People love it. I mean, I'm not complaining. Rob Robert Pattinson can get it. Okay. Wish he took the mask off a little more. Well, that there's a whole thing on that too. Just like what where he was at as Batman. That was like everyone's like, we didn't get any Bruce Wayne. We didn't get any Bruce Wayne in them. I know because they drop him in the middle of the darkness. You know, like the beginning, like Christian Bale. Why are we talking about this? (laughs) 
Let's are like, we nobody a movie cares. podcast? Nobody cares. Nobody cares about this. Nobody cares. We don't even care about this. No, but I... <laughs> I'm married to someone who really cares about it. So I could talk about it, but I don't care too because he's been, he's had a raging boner for Batman for about two weeks. So I just, oh, we okay. need to, we need to tone it down. Yeah. So yeah. I would prefer not to. Let's skip on. Yeah, Let's skip move on. on. Um, I do have one shit Josh says. And I know that this segment is not as funny for people as it is for me in the moment. But I thought this was hands down one of the funniest things and just like out of pocket things I've ever heard Josh say. I think we're driving. We're, we're driving to the movie, actually. And um, there's, like, a couple restaurants and stuff on our way, right? And I'm, like, on my phone, not paying attention. And all I hear is Josh say, get those girls out of there. And I'm like, what the hell? What are you looking? I look over. There's a, there's a Girl Scout, like, stand. But it's cold out. Like, it's really cold out. He, go- he looks at me and goes, it's not that serious. Why do they have those little girls the out? Girl Scout cookies? for what? For the Girl Scout cookies? I know, but it was like twenty, like twenty <laughs> degrees out. He's get like, those girls. get those girls out of there. Get them out. Get them warmed up. Yeah. He's like, get them out of the cold. He goes, they're not that serious. He's like, they're seven years old. Oh, <laughs> they don't need. They're to know. committed to the cause. He's like, they don't need to know the hard work of a of a day's dollar. Not yet. You know, the hard work <laughs> of a day's dollar. <laughs> Young. Young entrepreneurs, young Elizabeth Holmes. I know. Oh, not my segue, but could have been a good one. Could have been a good one. Um, I will give you an ick of the week. Ooh, from a personal. What a what a segment. A personal. Oh, absolutely. Oh, um, we were at Giant Eagle, and I've had a few icks of the week, but this is the one that really just hits home. (laughs) We are getting a few things. At Giant Eagle, just for the week, just to get us through. And we're like, really, let's not try to spend too much money. We're about to go on vacation. You know, standards, essentials only. Pasta. And I'm like, let's. Beans. And he's trying to pack lunches, which I respect. So he doesn't eat out at Mm -hmm. work. It's like 50. I mean, it's gonna be like $50 a week. Mm -hmm. So we're like, let's let's cut that. So he's like, I'm Mm -hmm. gonna get some stuff for lunches. So he hits up the tuna aisle. First off, tuna, absolutely asinine the way it smells and the I way it looks tuna hate tuna i'm a tuna so he's, girl he's a tuna boy and he <laughs> and he is just right he's like cheap it's my lunch it's healthy and i'm like i respect it as long as it isn't near me and what does he throw in the cart what sardines who the fuck eats sardines i'm, I'm like sorry. you are a gross boy for that did he grow up in the depression? I have no idea why he likes sardines, but he likes the grossest stuff. Like I was like, that's giving me. Mm. The, I don't nah. know. I don't even know what it's I don't giving need to me. Know it's that. Gi- no, it's disgusting. Do that in the privacy of your own. And the dark worst part car. is, this was like he opened up the can and like tried to shove it in my face. I'm like, I I'll throw up all over you. Leave me alone. I actually got mad. I feel like this is tr- this is reminding me of uh, Josh did annoy me quite a bit this week, but I can't remember why. Oh, I remember why. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know why. Because my fiance shaved his beard off. Oh, two days before our engagement photos. Overreaction. Okay, but he didn't shave his whole beard off. He left the mustache. And I'm just in panic It's a hipster mode. move. It's giving hipster. It's giving guys who wear beanies. It's giving hot boy energy. I am in panic mode. There are certain things that, you know, you can save it for the pod. But in that moment, 30 seconds after Josh, like, comes to me laughing 
with his facial hair gone, I text Jess and I'm like, I, it's over. Our relationship is over as I know it. And this is when I know on the other end of the phone being like, all it's right. Fine. It's fine. Well, and it was fine. You're up. But this is the thing. Because I am like, the first thing I say is like, Josh, we have photos in two days. And he's like, so? He gets all defensive. Mm, classic. De- classic. Classic mechanism. Gets all defensive and he's like what what i can't i can't do what i want with my own with my own body with my own facial hair and i'm like i can't argue there i'm like yeah just a weird time to do it though before our photos i was like are you wanting to be a clean shaven man these days no and it's like oh so you don't need your face to be shaven for these photos when you normally want to have a beard Oh, he just was like, he's like, I just think it's weird that you, that you prefer me a certain way. And I was like, oh. oh, my God. I was like, you prefer me with long blonde hair. That doesn't mean I'm going to cater to you. But I know that. Like, Jesus. I just. But then, you know what the truth came out, Jess? What was that? It was an accident. Always is. It was an accident. Always he's, is. He's like, but he's it's like, disguised as the most purposeful thing they've done. Oh, he, mm. like, he tried. I was like, Josh, my reaction to you accidentally shaving your beard off and you purposely was, doing it, two different reactions, okay? Because if I think that you think this is funny and a prank. I'm going to be mad. But if yeah. you accidentally didn't, I'm going to sympathize. Especially after the after the house, after the window prank. Yeah. He just, just pranks McGee. Winnie the Bish out Winnie here. Winnie the Bish out here. You, uh. But I will say, as, as the photographer of the engagement sesh, which was fine. an absolute success, they they look fine. He looks fine. I didn't notice it. I was saying to her, I was like, you know, when someone shaves their yeah. their entire face, you're like, whoa, I don't even recognize you. I didn't even have that feeling when I looked at him. I'm like, no, still looks like and he Joshy does. Boy. He does shave his face like all the way down, like a quarterly once a once a quarter. And I don't ever in reaction because I don't care. I was like, this is just a weird time to choose to do that. Mm-hmm. Especially because like he likes his beard. He likes his little facial hair. He had an oopsie. And it's fine. Joe, I mean, own the oopsie. Don't get defensive over my reaction to being upset that your facial hair is. Well, you know what I'm jealous of is that Josh can shave his face without a meltdown because Joe has has shown to to do that. He was shaving his face before we went to the engagement session to go for brunch after (laughs) because he's like, I'm trying to get more stash, you know, trying to be like Josh. and, (laughs) And he needed his beard cleaned up, no doubt. And I don't know why he just, his shaky hands, his anxious heart, it's just a rush. It's such a rush. He's just frantically shaking. Your barber slow, can do that. Slow down. And that's what we do. He'll clean, I clean it up the sides underneath. I get him lined up, get him looking right. And that's my job, the girl with the steady hand. But this dude over here just, <laughs> just he's like, fuck, fuck. And then he freaks out more and he just like takes more down. It's just, it's always a mess. So, yeah. And that's what happened. Josh, Josh, like, went down too far. And I explained to him later, I'm like, Josh, you know what we can work around? You know what we can, like, work with posing? I'm like, a little... A little patchy I patch. Was like, I was like, Jess can edit that. We can move around it. I'm like, that's no re- no reason to completely take your entire beard off of your face. It's all for the dramatics. So that gave me the ick. Yeah. Here's another thing, and it's a stupid fight of the week, and it's ongoing, and I'm not yeah. sure it'll ever be disputed. Mm. It's a small one, but it's it's really getting under my skin. It's really irritating me. <laughs> is we were watching Caddyshack, 
the old reliable, okay. the old original Caddyshack, Chevy Chase, you know. I know the movie well enough to know a few lines here and there. Do I know it by the back of my heart? Back of my heart, back of my hand, whatever. I mean, it can be the back of whatever you Either want. way, either way is fine. <laughs> um, we are getting to the infamous pool scene where they put a Babe Ruth in the pool and the dude yells out, duty. Or little girl's like, duty. And Joe's like, I say duty. I'm like, I'm being funny. I'm like, duty. He's like, I think they say dookie. And I'm like, it's duty. End of conversation. The scene rolls around. This is before the scene. The scene rolls around. Little girl screams, duty. Like I said. And he's like, I don't know why you thought it was dookie. I'm like, I said it was duty. You said it was dookie. And he will take it to the grave. He He's like laughing. We're both laughing because we're mad. We're like, no, that's what you said. And so we, he is not letting up. He is not letting up. I'm like, are you playing this prank on me? Is this like a long game prank where you officially thought you yeah. said someone else? I know it's it sounds so silly, but he's like really holding up that I said dookie and I uh-uh. wouldn't have. No, I'm on your team. Thank you. I'm yeah. like dead ass set. I said duty. We've said a lot duty of gross or dookie. words. Hey, duty or dookie. You tell me. It's duty. Okay. And I said that. Anyways. He's taking it to the grave, I guess. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's like a long game prank he wants Joe, to play. You don't have a foot to stand on here with your shaky hands. <laughs> you don't. No. Shaky hands, shaky mind. Okay. Can't trust her. For, <laughs> can't trust her for a minute. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, Jess. The meat. The meat, which is more of just like the season we're in as a society. We're lapping this stuff up. And it's called scamming season, baby. <laughs> scam we, booze. We love a scam booze. And by we, I mean me. And Some, society as a whole, man. We do. And I, I think we'll deep dive that as we as we get into each each scandal, each scam of why. Scandal. Scandal. A scandal. Um why we're obsessed or why why we take to this stuff mm-hmm. um we'll dive into it and i think it's it's more specific to each scam themselves yeah it's kind of how i broke it down but i mean we're talking i mean over the past like few years it's been it's been fire festival it's been theranos it's been um we work um yeah. the anna delvey anna delvey and all this mm-hmm. is coming out in in obviously media but um in films and documentaries now so like yeah. inventing anna was a netflix special um the dropout just came out hulu so with all this stuff i mean i find it super interesting it's like my favorite content uh, so i wanted yeah. to deep dive um we're going a different route here we're actually going to give you if you're not if you are not familiar with each scam we're basically going to give you the whole backstory and i'm going to we're going to bring up different things that stood out to us why it's wild why it's crazy why i think it's funny that like how they get so far i have always found this stuff fascinating my favorite movie for a long time so one of my favorite movies is catch me if you can yes which is true and absolutely based on a true story yeah i forgot about that it's like i mean this movie walked so everything else could run as far as i'm concerned what a good segue. It, I mean, catch me if you can. Watch it. It's so good. I haven't seen it in a long Tom time. Tom Hanks, I, Leo. I mean, you can't, Leo doesn't know wrong, though. Um, Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah. It's it's amazing. And, okay, I can't wait to get into this. Yeah. I mean, Jess really prepared. And in true rage fashion, I 
ingested a lot of material and didn't write it down. So when I tell um, the Anna Delvey story, I'll be telling you like it's hot gossip on the street. And that's what we want. And Jess will be telling you like she's leading you in a classroom. So (laughs) I am just so interested and I'm like watching the dropout currently. So I'm watching episode every week as well as uh, just rewatch the documentary. So I'm like, I'm hot in. And I don't know much about it. So I'm excited to, to hear Get, get in. Okay, let's get into it, guys. Theranos scandal. Um, I've already mentioned The Dropout starring Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. I always can't get that right. Anyways, we'll talk about her role in this whole thing and how she prepped for this role, but we'll Ooh. talk about the real person, Elizabeth Holmes. Okay, guys. So Elizabeth Holmes is the founder and CEO. She dropped out of Standard at 19. And standard or Stanford? Did I say Standard? Yeah. We're, we're off to a good start. <laughs> On this new adventure for better and worse is taking. <laughs> She's standard. Standard University. No, Stanford. Okay, she was 19 years old at this oh, time. Oh, and she dropped out? Yes. So she's a child. An absolute child. So also her upbringing is like pretty wealthy of like engineers, chemical engineers, yeah. biomedical Like she's smart. She's She's always smart. been gifted. Like it was from a young age. They knew she's got something special about her. Um. But yeah, at 19, she used her tuition money to put into this company, Theranos. That her parents approved of? So not at first. Her dad was like on board with like her following her dreams and taking after like some entrepreneurs in the family. But her mom was like, you're crazy. But Mm -hmm. once she started rolling in the dough, they were like, okay, I think you can do this. Yeah. Um, but she marketed herself. And this is what everyone kind of what things stick out about her is her appearance because first she's a female. So she marketed herself as like Steve Jobs, right? Her obsession with Steve Jobs was like a whole thing in the dropout, but they talk about that gr- her, her growing up, being obsessed with entrepreneurs like Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs and like she actually took on his look. So her famous look of like her in the black turtleneck with her hair pulled back, it's it's very much it's giving a lot of Steve Jobs. Yeah. And that is red flag number 1 in my opinion, but um also people talk about her in the deep voice that Mm -hmm. i guess has been confirmed that she did that to sound more like dominant more masculine and authoritative so i find that to be her voice yeah and it would like people say it would slip when she would like be out drinking or you know other places or when she wasn't in meetings it would get deeper or when she wasn't meetings it would get deeper okay Anyway, so that is her. She's dropped out of Stanford, (laughs) and she's starting up this company. Okay, in 2003, Theranos introduced this blood testing um, startup, pitching this, like, revolutionary device, this technology. Um, So while existing technology required one vial of blood for each diagnostic test, Theranos claimed to be able to perform hundreds of diagnostic tests from just a prick of blood. So they would just put into this machine that they built... And they, it would immediately emit results. That's what they were trying to obtain. So they were going to change medicine and lives yeah. forever. Like, truly. Like, so she just had this idea, like, wouldn't it be cool? And then was like, I'm going to make this, but didn't know how to make it. Yes. Like, logistically. Correct. So that's when she, like, teamed up with people. She had her professor at Stanford kind of sign off on this. And she brought in people that she knew from Stanford that she worked with in labs and stuff. It showed that she's like very smart. Yeah. 
but she just didn't know the technology of this or the science or anything about this. Yeah. Did she think she knew the science or was she like, I'm focused on the biz? She had really nothing to do with like the lab portion of it. She was just like, this is a science thing. She wanted it to just work. She's like, and they basically they kind of told her like we can do this let's try it like this is something could be obtainable the idea is there we want it everyone's motivated it's possible it's it's possible and she's just like i'm gonna run the business i'm gonna get us the money to fund this like we're all on this together and that's probably where it went awry getting the money so she ended up raising 700 million dollars which is crazy Crazy, crazy money. So she also just got investors to invest without a working prototype, which blows my mind. Did so, she say there was a working prototype? Or Yeah, I feel like... Are these investors just investing in a business? Yes. That is, you know, like, they're crowdfunding, basically, but not, mm-hmm. you know, the, And they the would ask questions, version. and she kind of went through the ringer on it, and it shows... In, in the dropout, but she's got denied a bunch until, you know, t- over time, she's just is like, no, like, pedal to the gas, like, I'm hitting this, let's go. I'm using who I am as a person and my confidence and being a woman to, to make this happen. So company overall was valued at $9 billion. How long does this go on? I want to know, like, how long has this been a business? I'll tell you. Okay. So... Like I said, the prototype technology doesn't work. So Elizabeth is taking all this money good and well, knowing that this isn't going to happen. So although like speculation would arise throughout time with investors like, hey, some things are adding up. Looks like we can't see the prototype. Like investors being, let's see this in action. And she would just kind of use secrecy and and intimidation and talk her way out of everything. So the, the lie would just continue. So she was also crazy about security at... Theranos, and she would make people sign NDAs coming and going in the building. What does that say? It says, I have a lot to hide. Yeah. You know? So crazy. So this is continuing, and it's just growing, absolutely growing at this point. They make a deal with Walgreens to have this in-store. So basically, the, the wellness clinics is what they were calling them at the time, but it's basically minute clinics. Walgreens was kind of on board with this during the time. This is 2000s, early 2000s. So they made a deal with Walgreens. They were going to have what they called the Edison, which is their first prototype of just a machine. You prick your your finger with blood, put it in the machine, in a cartridge, put it in the machine, it comes out. um, It would just pop up on a screen all your tests from the blood. Whereas before, we're going to... Put it in a big vial. Yeah. Take you know. What out does of your it vein. say about me that I'm also like, why doesn't that work? Right. Like that's no, what, wait, like wait, what does wait. that say about me that I'm like, make it work. People, wait till this we is get a great to this. idea. That's, no, that's exactly what I want to deep dive. <laughs> that's I'm so glad you're already thinking like that. Okay. Like so, what's happening? So after years of this product not working, right? They can't get the Edison, the prototype to work at all, and they're just they're faking it to the. They're faking it. Okay. So how many years has this been going on? Um. Hold on, let me count. About 10 years. Holy shit. Overall. So I don't know like when Theranos like, Theranos started in 2003 Uh and in 2015, the whistle blew. Like there were whistleblowers throughout time, but this is when- investors are waiting this fucking long? Because they're they're using secrecy, intimidation, talking their way out of things. But I'll tell you what they are doing. 
is they're sending their samples through the same machines used by traditional like blood testing machines, uh-huh. blood diagnostics, how they were doing it in the past, which is what they wanted to change. They're doing the same thing, but marketing it as the prick of the finger. And they're, t- they're taking like real vials of blood, doing the same thing, sending, doing the same thing that everyone else is doing it. it as their data? Yes. So that's how they're getting their results. A lot of this like testing that they were doing came back, you know, inconclusive, wasn't working, you know, and they were just kind of covering it up. So, <laughs> blasphemy. October 2015, Wall Street Journal comes out, blows the whistle. The whistle's been blown many times before, but, like, Elizabeth and her partner, Sonny, were just talking their way out of it. Can, yeah. Like, just using crazy, crazy tactics just to get you on board. I'm surprised it just got that far. That blows my mind. Yeah. So, even after, so, once the whistle blew, legal action was taken, obviously. Like, not immediately to shut down, mm-hmm. but it, she was just kind of chalking it up to this is, oh, this is what she said. She tried to cover it up. And I find this quote really interesting. She says, this is what happens when you work to change things. And first they think you're crazy. Then they fight you. And then all of a sudden you change the world. Like she's just, she's still holding on for dear life. Oh, absolutely. Which I find interesting too. So, I mean, she, you have to get so deeply embedded in your own truth. I, I that's I do believe she kind of lost it there. Like, yeah. And we'll talk about, we could talk about this after, but I do believe that, and it kind of shows in the dropout when you guys watch, if you watch, that you kind of see her side of the story in it, that she actually believed that she could change the world, like genuinely thought she was doing a good thing and was just hoping that this yeah. machine would work. And eventually, I want to get to the point of away. why doesn't it doesn't work. Like, what is the sign? Like, that is not something we'll never know either or never understand. They just, there were people who worked on this prototype from the start with her. Mm-hmm. And we're like, the technology's not there, Elizabeth. It's like, this is like 20 years out. And I'm sorry to tell you that. She'd be like, you're fired. I'm taking all your stuff. Don't ever talk about Theranos again. And she would just cut you out and like refuse to believe it. I mean, I also refuse to believe it. I know. <laughs> like, I mean, blood is blood. So why not? Right. I'm going to get caught up on this. Right. But that's what's in, that's what's really interesting. Okay. 2016, a year after the whistle blew, the lab shut down. And that's when the legal actions really started coming. So after that, it's been like a whole mess. So the trial was a mess. She kept asking for extensions. She, um, when COVID, it was when COVID so was she, really So what is happening. she charged with? Like fraud? Yeah. So in January, she was found guilty on three counts of wire fraud and one count of conspiracy conspiracy to commit wire fraud wire fraud wire fraud yeah like like i don't understand maybe we should bring joe in for the legal stuff i didn't really do that but if you know what those mean wire fraud wire fraud but they found her not guilty on four other counts and failed to reach a unanimous verdict on the remaining three counts against her i don't know what those counts were but it goes Mm -hmm. to show that like i guess the verdict like deliberated for about a week and couldn't couldn't come to and that's but i do i get that now after watching the dropout and if i was on the jury this. i'd be like i agree with her yeah she <laughs> i agree with her as a I woman she 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 does no wrong but she did i mean she did a lot of stuff she knew deep down and she was doing crazy things to get money to fund i don't know was she getting money to fund because she really had hope that this would work yeah but after a while they're like you have to pull out you're gonna fuck a lot of people over a lot of people like gave her out saying yeah. like 
you don't have this. You know, the idea is there. You gave it a try. Startups are really hard. You know, you gave it the best yeah. you got. Why don't you take off a few years or start something else? You have good ideas, you know? Yeah. So anyway, she's just it just things about her personality are really interesting to me, too. I guess during. Um, so does she ever go to jail or prison? Yeah, she's going to. People are saying she's out on bail right now. Or, yeah, I don't know. She's supposed to go soon. Okay. She has, like, basically, what her charges are, like, 20-plus years of prison. Oh, and shit. And they said she'll do less, but it's it's pretty, it's highly likely that she'll do time, a good amount of time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Also, when all this was going down, like, when the legal actions and the proceedings were happening, she randomly bought a husky, named it Balto, and, like, would bring it to meetings, and it wasn't potty trained. It would just, like, pee and shit everywhere. Unhinged behavior. Out of pocket behavior. She's kind of a mess. Huskies are, I mean, you know, not not your go to thought for emotional support animal. You know, no, it's not. One hundred percent not. But I mean, a lot of she chalked it up to out of time, out of money. But I mean, in reality, it's like she chose fraud over business failure. Because so, like, like she could have took take the L, take the out. People give are going to give you the out. So You're she not- was caught lying, basically. Oh, like, yeah. Like she would tell people the prototype works, mm-hmm. but it didn't work. No, she's absolutely saying that this is how we test blood. This is this is new, innovative technology, and this is what we're using. This is what Theranos is about. When she's doing the same thing all the other companies are doing when it comes to blood testing. So people were sending their blood into her mm-hmm. lab to mm-hmm. get tested. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we're just using this drop technology, you know, this the Edison, the Theranos machine, whatever it is. Yeah. Pretty oh, wild. crazy. Yeah. I mean, so here's some takeaways that I kind of took on it. A fake it till you make it mentality. Oh, yeah. Am I right? And here's the thing. How can some people make millions, billions doing the fake it till you make it and other people can't even barely tap into the system. Well, I would argue it's more than fake it till you make it. It's fake it till you believe, believe it. it. Oh, like, yeah. Delusional. Qu- del- like yeah. Loki de- delusional. Yeah. Interesting. Also, so... Hold on. What did I write about exactly what you said? Okay, so there's a quote in the article, but it says, behind every Elizabeth Holmes out there, there's people who buy into the idea. Mm-hmm. And like that's what you're saying. It's like, why do we just blindly trust... Because it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, we do just, like, blindly trust all of this stuff. But we, I guess we don't have a reason not to. Mm-hmm. But now with all these scams coming out and, like, oh yeah, should we just be second-guessing everything? I don't want to live like that. I know. Well, I think I've talked about this definitely with you, but on the podcast. Because when we first thought about doing scams, we wanted to make them wedding-related. Mm-hmm. But really... I mean, you they're all the same. You're they're contractual. All the same. Yeah, it's contractual. It's people that did what a wedding video for their friend that wanted to make a business, decided that they didn't want to own the business anymore, took your deposit and run. You know, right. It's all the same story. But there was a huge kind of like scamboozle fire fest for like wedding photographers that happened. Oh, yeah. And it was. Like, I actually knew the people that were running it, but I had just moved back to Ohio. And um, so, like, I wasn't going to it. But it was, like, a bunch of these big name, like, photographers were getting flown out to lead. And so many people, like, bought tickets. And I think it was a classic case of, like, you know, you you go to host a workshop. You don't realize how many people are going to be interested. Mm Mm-hmm. 
then, you know, 200 people apply and you're just like, well, I better make it work because I want all the money. Mm -hmm. But it was people got there and didn't know that there wasn't anywhere to stay. They got there and there wasn't any food provided. Um, The instructors had no idea what they were doing. They had no guidance. And so a lot of the instructors were like, we're leaving. Like, like we, this is a shit show. Yeah. And they walked out. They were like, we're not putting our name on this. And like, therefore they had publicly bashed the whole situation. Like, Hey, no, you heard I was here, but like, this is not like anything I'm comfortable like saying like so unprofessional. And it wasn't a photographer that hosted this workshop. It was like a wedding magazine that hosted it. And, um, they like, they went under from it because it was like such bad press and i think they've kind of tried to restart and i mean it really was a case of like they just wanted they wanted to make it work so bad yeah i mean that's that's firefest photographer's version yeah like it really was everyone wants it to work out but like also the firefest guy billy mcfarland like he was a true con man like he was doing shit just to get money to to pay for it for sure, but definitely dream yeah. too big on it. Yeah. Well, and sometimes it's just like if people are stupid enough to sign up for it, it's not my problem. Mm-hmm. People don't look into it enough. It's not my problem. Mm-hmm. And like that's what like some real scamsters can do. Yeah. Scamsters. Scamsters. Hamsters. Scamsters. But yeah, I feel like the Firefest stuff too, it's like. I feel like the social media aspect of it all had a lot to do with it. I mean, we could deep dive Firefest yeah. or we can get into Anna stuff, but that's my takeaway on that. It was like they had all these famous people post like a orange square. This is for Fire Festival. And that just like took over and a bunch of rich people just booked a bunch, like blindly booked. I mean, I think tickets range from like five hundred to a hundred thousand dollar stuff. You could just add stuff on. What? For Firefest. I've never seen it. Like, I, I know that it was like a supposed to be yeah. a music festival. Okay, I forgot that you didn't know. Okay. Yeah, I know it was a music festival. Can I cliff and notes I, it? I believe there's something about cheese sandwiches. Yeah, can I cliff notes you on it? Yeah. Okay. So Billy McFarland and Ja Rule, I guess, are like the Ja Rule. Ja Rule got thrown under the bus, dude. What? Yeah, he was like Billy's right hand man in the fire festival stuff. He's like, I got the ins on music. You know, let's. And who is Billy? So Billy was just like some like is he a pro- club promoter rich guy? So what he started was a credit card company called Magnesis, and he said, "You sign up for Magnesis this card, we get you exclusive VIP tickets to different like that's their perks, right? So we'll get you into the to the Cavs game, first row seat. Cavs aren't anything, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Or like Billy Eilish tickets, second row. Like that was the perks of getting the this credit card, card of his, and he also hosted like black card access parties where like vip people would just like go in and party really hard at planet fitness or i don't know wherever no no, just like um it would have been funnier if she caught hi i know sorry high-end shit that was the promo but it actually went under because people's tickets were they were just scams he's like he couldn't get the tickets refunds were taking too long so that was his first scam red flag number one yeah so then he's like on to the next fire fest vip party that turned Definitely turned into a disaster. It's basically promoted as um, like a music immersion yeah, type where, of festival. Where was it? The It was a private island. So yeah. it was supposed to be like in the Exumas, in the Bahamas. Okay. So, okay. 
He bought an island in the Bahamas and he promoted it to everyone as Pablo Escobar's island. Oh. Yeah, you know, the cool drug guy who was responsible for all the deaths. They're yeah, like, yeah. come to this island. Yeah, I want I want to go to the murder island. The murder island. So he got a bunch of really famous female models to do a photo shoot and promote the event. He paid over 300 social media influencers and other famous individuals buku bucks to post this orange square for Fire Festival. The promo for the video was absolutely insane. They had Bella Hadid on there. Um, Haley, she was Baldwin then, but yeah. Haley Bieber, really expensive, high, high up there models. Went to this beautiful island. They... It was it was insane. They have yachts everywhere. They're like fire festival and they just promoted it like it was going to be the next best thing. So in 48 hours, 90 percent of the tickets were sold with with that influence of just social media. So the promo video came out. They had their own Instagram and website and then just all of those. Never never underestimate the power of a good promo bit. Truly. And Ja Rule. And that's where I feel like the marketing technique of FOMO really fucking kicked in here. Mm -hmm. So expectation of this was a three-day party on a private island described as an immersive music festival, and they would fly in on a a private jet as this luxury VIP experience. That's the whole point of this fire fest. It was like not your average Bonnaroo. It's like we're going fancy, which is why it's like $100,000 a ticket. So the reality was you showed up on a regular plane, coach <laughs> coach class with all the attendees who are coming um to the festival as well not a private jet no in no way first class at yeah. all um and they just slapped their logo on the plane like slapped it over like american airlines <laughs> and they're like here's your private jet <laughs> uh the, the another expectation is um people paid about like thousands of dollars to stay in these luxury domes and villas mm-hmm. which happen to be like those natural disaster tents like uh, hurricane relief tents. Yep, um, and that they were still setting up as they arrived. And there, the craziest part is, is there were not enough tents to sleep everyone who attended, and they like, knew that's that. Math. They knew that going in. Many times, people were like, same thing with like Elizabeth. Pull the plug, Billy. Pull the plug, dude. Yeah. it's not going to work. You don't have the we, things you need. We do not need this to blow up in our face when they get here. He's like, no. He's he, pedal on the gas. He's like, we're not. He's in too deep. Wow. Yes. So also nothing was set up. Nothing was what it was supposed Why to be. Why am I so much more critical of this? Because it's a man. I know. I'm like he's an evil I bastard. Know. I know. <laughs> but like, why were we low-key rooting for Elizabeth? But we're like, you are con, man. I don't know. But I guess like because like he, she actually wanted I to mean, help people. Yeah. In the back of her mind, like that was a a want. But obviously would, money took yeah. over and just snowball effect, you know? Yeah. Anyways, luggage, another detail. These are just like astounding details to me. But luggage, what they were like waiting in this huge long line to get in. And like luggage was just in this like storage container. And there were no tags, no way of finding your luggage. You just like put it in and go. And then I guess it turned into some Lord of the Flies meets Hunger Games type shit where everyone's <gasps> freaking the fuck out, fending for themselves. Like people are like pooping in other tents so that other people don't take it. I'm talking survival 101. How many people... I have to double check that. I have no idea how many people showed like up, hundreds? but a lot. Less than what they expected, right? Because yeah, like some people were like, there, this were, is... there were whistleblowers in this too, saying like, Firefest is a fraud. Like, get out now while you can. But, you know, there's people who still wanted to see it through. Yeah. Uh, once everyone tried to leave and they realized that this was an absolute bust, they had not booked any flights out. Like, Firefest did not set any of that up. So they're sitting at this 
Bahamas small ass airport trying to get out and they're like we have no flights for you oh my god and so people were just sleeping in there in the airport in a small ass room no one's getting fed there's no food for anyone they were promised five star caterers and got the infamous styrofoam thing with the cheese sandwich and lettuce slab yeah all of this was supposed to be set up right like yeah it was all supposed to be there like the hopes were there but like they couldn't make so any did, of that happen did he get jail time oh yeah okay yeah he also made the locals which is this is what i feel like everyone's take home from Firefest is and especially in the documentaries was he hired a bunch of locals to work um and just didn't pay them they were working like endless hours because he's like we have to get this done we have to get the stage up we have to get these these tents set up and they're like, we can't make this happen, Billy. And they're like, you need to work harder. You just need to work more hours. And didn't That's end up so paying them anything. Up. So there were like GoFundMes and things for people in the documentaries and, you know, locals and that island that um, people were raising money for, which is good. Yeah. And of course, I think he owes them a shit ton of money with his sentence. But What's yeah, he sentence? got 27 year. Oh, he's 27 years old. And he pleaded guilty to wire fraud fraud charges that's really hard for me to say and was sentenced six years to prison last october i don't know joe said that he'll serve all six i'm not sure that he will but i don't know what that means is that like overcrowding yeah um i guess what this one is um was he in over his head or does his mental health a factor or was he a true con man yeah a little bit of both yeah believing your own lies never doubt an ego never doubt an ego but I I also said this too. I'm like, it's kind of funny to low-key laugh at all the rich fucks that were able to afford this, right? Like you were stupid enough to go right. through with this and you paid $200,000. Also, at one point, they were running out of money and they like put out this market for wristbands that you your money is tied to your wristband. So you just they just put out a bunch of add-ons that weren't existing. So VIP access with Blink-182 is supposed to pay. There's no meet and greet for that. Like just made up stuff. So did the music artists come? No. None of them. Came. No. I don't know. I know the big one, Blink 182, backed out once they heard like speculation and they were like the headliner, which isn't even that. I mean, they're great, but they're yeah. not. When I think music festival, I don't think headlining Blink 182. No. You know, so like they were having trouble. There's a whole thing on the documentary about the guy who was booking talent was like, he had no money. I had no money to give to these guys. And I'm just trying to like book talent to come. But where's the money going? Where are the ticket sales going? Right. I mean, you would think that it was enough, but not enough to, I guess, to have a private f- huge party on an island. Not enough to whatever. I don't know. But I just I do be like it tells a bigger story about how much social social media influences us and what and what lengths we're going to go to to do it for the gram. Because I'm sure that was everyone's motive there. OK, I'm going to correct Jess <gasps> now. What? Because $100,000 for a ticket is not per ticket. We're spending up, up, upwards to a hundred thousand dollars with add-ons. With so some VIP tech packages sold for as much as twelve thousand dollars. Oh no! So no, you could buy yachts. There were okay. You could stay on a yacht. You there were just this is what it says. Article I read. You could get a ticket of twelve hundred dollars. Sold about eight thousand tickets, which with advertised musical lineup that boasted of top artists, luxury some VIP tickets. So that could be extreme. Read it in an article. Crazy. I know. But I think like with add-ons, with whatever, with villas, because so like you didn't have to stay in those huts. You could rent out your own private 
with, which was an Airbnb. Ticket holders of ill-fated Fire Festival have won $7,220 each in a class action settlement. Wow. So it would be dramatic, no matter how rich you are, to go somewhere and be like, how can I get out? What You know, just like, mm-hmm. it would rock your whole world. Yeah. That's fucked up. Better? We have to walk. I, I need people to know we have to walk up a whole flight of stairs <laughs> to get to our loft up here. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we're out of breath. Okay. Okay, are we going into Anna? We're going to go into Anna. Um, Like, it's hot goss on the street, as I said, because um, this is as many notes as I have. Perfect. Just so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Bullet points, if you will. Yeah. I might get details wrong, years wrong. Um, I probably should have checked the years because that was nice to know. You you checked me real quick. Yeah. On mine. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. I love your questions, okay. though. Yeah. But I'll show you my. I could. I can cite the source. All right. All right. Okay. But <laughs> okay. My sources were a very long and detailed article from the Cut that I just read and didn't take any notes on. Why? I don't know. I was. I was. I was enthralled. I just wanted to read it. Enthralled. And then a couple podcasts. Um, oh, good. Let us see. From Stories of Our Times podcast. Um, and had like actually, uh, interview with her. There were a couple that have had interviews with Anna. Nice. Um, either in prison when she was recently out of prison. Um, this one was taking place on March of 2021. Um, but stories from our times are with the Sunday times. It's like one of their podcasts. Um, and that was really, really good. And then, um, art world, <laughs> Which she, it's a recent interview and she's actually like being interviewed while she's in the ICE detention center because she got released and then, you know, is getting deported. I love that um, she's able to like just do this from prison. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then um, like, what? BBC had in 2019, so before this was even on other people's radar, had a six part podcast. Wow. Let me just say some people's podcasts. Very put together. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, BBC, it's BBC, but like, I mean, they had like reenactments. Yeah. Like, I felt like I was listening to old timey radio. Is on match. I'm like, wow. Those are the podcasts I listen to. I don't listen to podcasts like ours. You don't? Too unhinged. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, I can't even listen to this. Um, <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I'm embarrassed. Um, so, a lot of it, I just, I ingested and I, I now know. Okay. So, Anna Delvey, but actually Anna Sorokin. Yeah. What is her so, real name? Anna Sorokin. Sorokin. Yeah. Um, she changed her name um, when she moved to Paris at one point. Um, she lived in Russia. She grew, like was born in Russia, raised in Russia. There's a lot with this whole story. There's a lot of like differing information and like mm. no one really knows exact timelines. Like okay. in this BBC um, podcast they said she moved to Germany with her family when she was 17 wow. but some other people make it sound like she live in Ger- like she grew up in Germany okay so, who fucking knows she's scamming her own family yeah, at this point <laughs> yeah she's nobody in, knows she's the out. truth she's still in the scam nobody knows the truth yeah. okay but anyway so she grew up in Germany and people kind of know her as she enters into New York City as as a German heiress Oh. She's an heiress with a lot of money, and she 
the year is 2017. Um, and she basically shows up at this hotel. Um, I'm not going to use the names because I don't remember them. And she makes friends with this girl named Neff, who's the concierge. And um, she's just handing out $100 bills. And this is a newer hotel. And she, you know, she says, like, I'll be staying for six weeks, which I think is kind of strange because it's a pricey hotel. And she's just like a young woman. She's like, she's tipping people left, right, and center. Like, every single time she talks to someone, she hands them a $100 bill. Wow. Um, And so people. know her. Yeah. And I mean, she's just she's also name dropping and she did work for a magazine called Purple in Paris, which got her the ins at a Mm. lot of these different people. Like she did meet like famous people. She did meet wealthy people. And so she wasn't entirely wrong with like stuff. Right. But I mean, by no means like close with them. And I think what's really interesting is like she she was very mysterious. So like no one knew what her dad did. No one knew. Like some people thought he was in oil. Some people thought he was in mysterious. Solar. Or was she telling people different stories? She, I think it was mysterious. Like she would give just enough. Mm-hmm. And you know, like when you're talking to someone and you, and you f- get a feeling like this is a sensitive subject, and I don't know why. Maybe she I, gave off that vibe a yes, lot. Yes, gave off that vibe a lot. So they're like, "Well, we like her. We don't want to upset her. So what does it matter what her dad does if she's paying for our dinners, paying for all these things?" Wow. But. Um, one of the main questions I had is like, where are you getting your money? Right. Where are you getting these hundred dollar bills? Right. And basically she would like forge bank documents. She would deposit checks and they would make them good. She'd withdraw money and then the checks would never go through. And so, like, ba- different banks she had scorned around uh, around the time. Like, so banks kind of knew. So a theme in this is, like, she never pays anything by credit card. Like, she, like, if she needs a taxi and they only take credit cards, like, she has to call a friend. Um, hotels are a big issue. Um, and basically, so Anna uh, comes into New York City. She's, a, you know, aspiring socialite. She's meeting all these people. And she wants to create this, like, immersive art experience called the Anna Delvey Foundation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that's, I've like, where a lot of her, like, energy is going. And she's, like, really meeting with people, like, important people, like, the top, ho- like, hoteliers of the world to, like, get – hospitality stuff and she really is planning on getting this um you know property on the upper east side of manhattan very nice the perfect spot um and has investors people that are interested in like making this happen for her and so she spends a lot of time working and she's like dead ass like Mm -hmm. trying to make this happen but she needs 22 million dollars and she doesn't have she only you know she'll get her 10 million or whatever when her trust fund comes into whatever okay um what uh, the other thing i think is very interesting about this is whenever someone runs into a problem she refers them to her um her family money manager. Um, who is who? His, I think his name is like Jeff. And that's not right. God, this is going to be terrible. Should I get this whole thing out? No. Um, I'm interested because I only and, watch part of the series. And then along the line, Jeff dies. Mm. And has said, please don't mention Jeff's name again in, in correspondence with me. But Jeff, yeah, so Jeff wasn't real. 
Jeff was never real. He was never the family money manager. But she made this whole personality up for like years. People so would people be emailing Jeff. So believed she had money. Even when oh. she didn't have money, they were like, I know she's good for it. Yes, exactly. Like she'd borrow money from like friends and like like some of her rich friends. And they would kind of let it go because they were rich. They were like, oh, she'll get me next time. Oh, this isn't an issue. Um, but when it came an issue was her and her friends – like go to Morocco and basically her cards get declined. She tries to do this wire transfer thing where she'd be like, the wire's going through, like just let us leave. That's that sound. That, yeah. Talk. Yeah. Why are you the money? Uh, why are you the money? I don't know what you want me to say. I wired you the money, <laughs> um, which is a lot of it. So I'm sure what she got, she probably definitely got wire fraud. Yeah. Because of, oh, it's, it's all wire fraud. But basically, she has her friend, um, like, put money on her credit card. But it's not just her credit card. It's her company credit card, like, the company she works for's credit yeah. card um, for, like, $57,000, which is, like, like they're staying at this $7,000 a night, like, resort situation. Okay. Um, and this is the part where everybody's like, eh, you're screwing millionaires, billionaires, banks. Who fucking cares? But you screw Rachel. You screw Rachel Williams. That's the girl's name. Okay. Um, and it's just so fucked up. It's like you screwed your friend who yeah. wasn't wasn't rich. Out of in the end, it was sixty three million dollars. Oh my gosh! Or no, from just Rachel or no, sixty three thousand dollars, not sixty three million. Oh. Sorry, that was a lot. No, sixty three thousand dollars. Wow. But like that's more than she makes in a year. Yeah. Yeah. Holy so, shit. um, like there's like her and like their friends like sit her down and they're like where is this where's the money and that's the scene i wired you the money you know, yeah. you know? Yeah. like um but in the end rachel ends up writing a book about it's called it's titled my friend anna and um Ooh. that's how all of this happened so in the end rachel got the money okay she, <laughs> she got it. wired the money yeah, she she wired herself the money um by telling this story um but like rachel's one of probably a few you know i yes. feel like that's what's coming out now and like the unraveling of all of this like her reputation everything happens with these hotels mm. so she stays at this hotel and um for six weeks or whatever it was and she has a bill of thirty thousand dollars like she has to pay it and she so they ended up locking her out of her room, putting her stuff in storage. Um, she ends up getting it. And, you know, but she ends up paying them back, being able to wire them the money by doing all of this. Like this bank thinks I I have this much money and at another bank and they have proof that I have that money at another bank. So they're going to front me this line of credit. But she has no money. She has zero monies. But she's. She's wow. not, like, this is high, like, high class fraud. Yeah. Like, to be able to convince a bank that you're an heiress with money at a different bank, like, what? Low key like, genius. Why yeah. am I rooting for women in the scams? I don't know. Like, I really am. We love to see it. But also, like, they're a the, minority in their field. Okay. How are you not going to choose for them? I mean, get, men have been doing How this for years. Women are just now getting on. And yeah. I'm, I'm here, here for it. it. And they're doing it well. Okay. <laughs> Low key. Low key. I mean, bank fraud, all of that. Wow. To, like to actually be able to get money, to get cash from it. But um, 
So then she goes to another hotel. Basically, this all of this just happens, okay? Her friends end up sitting her down in that scene I'm telling you about. And she's like, we're just about to get the club, you know, the up, up and running. And they're like, no, you're not. Like, it's been rented. Like, you missed it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, that's fake news. <laughs> Delusional. Delusional. Mm-hmm. And then, like, obviously spirals out of control. Ends up um, admitting herself into rehab in California. Um, why? Because it would have been harder for police to get to her. Because they need warrants. They need yeah, all of this. And they're protected. Yeah. She's protected. They're, like, under HIPAA, right? Uh-huh. Because they can't tell. Yeah. But... Rachel never like cuts ties with her. Rachel stays like friendly with her. Rachel's like, I'm getting my money back. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, close with her so I can fuck her over. Yeah, um, but Rachel works for. She's a photographer or a photo editor for some magazine or newspaper. I'm telling this story like your aunt who knows the worst gossip in the world. I'm hooked. Okay, good. Um, and she ends up working with police. So she's out in California and is like, hey, I know you're at rehab, but I'm in town. Like, we should totally get lunch. Like, skip out on rehab. Let's go to lunch. And um, Give it loser. she never lunch. goes to lunch, but Anna is there and the police. Set her up. Yeah, she set her up. Nabbed her. But this whole thing, when you, like, actually listen to Anna talk, she's like, she said, I just found my arrest to be so extra. She's like, that was a lot. She's like, no, they didn't need to, to do all that. And, like. What's her sentence? Um, She's out now. But it was, like, six six years. But she only served, like, three, two or three um, for good behavior. And in the end, it's, like. I think what she when she was charged with was like you know fraud to like two hundred thousand dollars, but like they know it's way more than that. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's all that like they can get. They can they get, can prove they can prove. But in even like then like what she did to Rachel was not convicted because tech, Rachel swiped the card. She agreed. She agreed. Mm-hmm. It's that shitty thing of like, it's that gentleman's agreement. Like, yeah, I'll pay you back. Yeah, but no, you didn't. You're not. That's didn't happen. Wow. Um, but. Rachel made the money back, obviously, and like book deals and HBO. I think it's very interesting. So Netflix is doing this series, but HBO is also going to do either a movie or something. That's what I heard too about the Theranos. There, uh, Jennifer Lawrence is playing Elizabeth Holmes, and I, I have feelings about that because I feel like Amanda is absolutely killing it. Yeah, like we don't need a movie after the show. I'm telling you, that's how I feel. I think it's very. It's like, but I will say the Netflix series was done by Shonda Rhimes, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, who is very campy, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, and you feel that. Yeah, it's not like riveting, riveting. What? (laughs) Um. Well, in one of the podcasts, the um whatever art podcast that I listened to, the second I think it's the second one that I, I mentioned, um the art world, white white hot magazine with Noah Becker. Oh, okay. Um, he asks her like, "How do you feel about the Netflix series?" And she's like, "She's like, what do you mean?" She's like, "It's it's my story, but it's their own art. How am I to judge it?" Like it's it's. She's like, "It was never about telling the truth." It's yeah, about them making their own art with my story, because she has her own narrative. Like she, she said, she goes, "I had no idea what I was doing was criminal." <laughs> Do you believe that she really didn't know? Though? No, of course not. You're you're making 
Yeah, no, there's no no way. I like, don't know. Like I said, like there's delusion that comes into play at some point in all of these. I feel like where you just you're believing your own lies. Yeah, and you just get lost in it. Like if you believe that what you're doing isn't criminal enough to know, you'll believe that you're doing yeah. the right thing. Yeah, you know, for your own self. I don't know. But I think it's just so crazy because when you get into like that amount of money, because she also said, what I think is interesting about her is I think that if we're getting into enneagrams. I think she's an eight on the Enneagram, which is what I am, because a three is the achiever. It's probably what Elizabeth Holmes is, right? Just wanting that. But she, it wasn't about success. It was more about like notoriety and the ego. And Mm -hmm. she's like, having money is not a big deal in New York. Everybody has money. It's about like, for her, it was like being seen. Mm -hmm. She's she's like, I didn't like. So like she also got what she wanted by having a Netflix show about her and yeah well she said she's like not exactly the kind of fame that you hope for but she'll take it either way she basically said it's better than a sex tape (laughs) she'll take it either way (laughs) well now yeah and um so she's getting deported um because like she has no legal right to be here (laughs) which how did she that's my other thing it's like you were a German citizen coming to the United States how did you even that's also why you didn't have a credit card. You weren't even legally here. Right. No chance. You didn't have a job. You didn't have a visa. I don't know. I didn't look into that, but I'm just assuming. Jeez. Um, and yeah, she got a couple years and she's just a weirdo. But like all of this is like if you're charismatic enough and confident enough, you can do anything. And that's what I'm finding to be very true because um, we work. Which we can get into. I don't time. know. Like I know what WeWork is because the the studio was supposed to be co working. Yeah, which so we, it's well, a WeWork giant co working space slash culture. Yeah, so they just made it seem and like you would live there, you would dorm it up there, and people loved it. Also, for people who don't think it's a sense of belonging, which is yeah. what a lot of people want, which is what churches kind of gain. Yeah, you know, stuff on, and that's it's really what it was. Mm-hmm. But it he was just in over his head. His name's Adam. Adam Newman okay. and his and his wife Rebecca was in on it too, and they just um it's actually coming out this week on Apple TV Plus called We Crashed with Jared Leto Ooh. and Anne Hathaway. Ooh, so we can deep dive that another time. Yeah, because I don't know enough. I mean, I saw the documentary, and it's it's I a didn't classic. Even know it. I didn't even know it crashed. When did it crash? I like, don't know. In twenty twenty? Yeah, really. I think recently because like there's like a there's a WeWork episode in um, Broad City. Yeah, I mean, it she, was she comes up with she work. Cute. Really oh my god, I love Brown City. I love it so much. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's another one too. Adam was just some people, someone people looked up to and believed and to be charismatic. And I mean, he was an absolute narcissist, and you'll find that. To I'm be very, very curious true. to see like what the fraud was. Just like, like they were taking people's money, I and in and over their head situation. I know, but how? I don't know exactly. I feel like there were so many people like passionate about it. I think it just really went under. I think people like caught on like this is, I don't know, bad, something bad in there, bad seed or something. Okay. I'll have to figure that out. Yeah. I wasn't prepped on that. TBD, TBD, TBD. But yeah, so that's coming out on Apple TV Plus. Another thing, I guess something coming up um, on Showtime is called Super Pumped, 
which is the co-founder of Uber, some scandal there. So okay, let's get in. On, let's get into it. I guys. love scam booze. If you guys like this series, yeah. let us know. Also, you guys already know about Tinder Swindler, another good scam booze. Yeah, feel free to dog me on how terribly. Me I too. I think I was reading straight from mm-hmm. a book nervously. I I mean your your approach was better than my approach. I was still trying to act like I was telling a story, so maybe I'll get better. I just I really did spend hours learning about it, but good. Trying, I mean, you knew. Life. I just I do better when it's in front of me. I feel like you off the top of the dome can really yeah. let it rip. Well, let us know, guys. Feedback on this episode. We're trying new things. Yeah, we want to just be able to talk about things that interest us. Yeah, or can we run out of topics to discuss on our relationship podcast? Yeah. Yeah, because we also don't know everything. <laughs> don't tell my mom. <laughs> don't tell my mom. I've been putting up that front since I was 13. <laughs> All right, guys. We freaking love you. I will be taking a week off. So. Oh, yeah. I got to figure that out. Or we double record and you cut this out. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? We're figuring it out. Thanks for sticking with us. We love you so much. This is for Better and Worse Podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Rach. And we out. (laughs) 